This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. To the Dustin Gold Center right here on pain.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold. And you are listening to episode 149, part three. Part three. All right, let's uh, take a look at this. Again, we're over at coralgablesmagazine.com. Uh, so they're going to get into some of the features here in this. And this is back in 2021, remember. They've done a lot since then. You'll see. But it says transportation. The city has a fleet of 65 electric cars, 22 public and private electric charging stations, a free trolley service, street scooters, and freebie downtown cabs reachable by mobile apps. Oh, see, they got to create all this... Uh, the buy-in, folks. Safety. The city's new public safety building has advanced training simulators, computer-aided dispatchers, monitors for cameras that watch the streets and power backup systems. Digital government. New enterprise software systems are on track to make Coral Gables a paperless government by late 2022 with all departments horizontally integrated in real time and transparent citizen access well of course if they want you to uh pay your taxes and file for zoning they do have to make that transparent do they not i mean come on folks they're building a prison around you and then telling you they're going to be transparent about the rules of the prison don't worry it's completely transparent completely transparent here is your cell door can you see it when it closes see how transparent we are folks in fact you can see through the bars on the cell door that's transparent that's completely transparent in fact this room the isolation chamber here this one it's got plexiglass four inches thick you can see through it that's transparent welcome to your cell folks welcome to solitary confinement Goes on to say sustainability. Coral Gables is at the forefront of recycling hazardous waste, reducing chemical pollutants going into the water table, and eliminating the use of wasteful plastic packaging. Really? So uh, they're working on all this. How about just don't pollute? Uh, because you know what sustainability means. It means you're going to have a smart meter on your prison cell. Uh, it says green building. The city requires all new commercial structures to be built according to environmental lead standards while reducing red tape and permitting fees for residential solar installations. How nice of them. (sighs) All right, it goes on to say, um, being number one among smaller cities will not do for city manager Pete Iglesias, however. Since he became city manager two years ago, Iglesias has been on a quest 
to transform Coral Gables government into a paperless, horizontally integrated system where everything is digital and all departments can talk to each other in real time. It is a transformational multi-million dollar process that should be completed by the end of next year and promises to radically improve city efficiency and transparency. And uh, for you folks out there, whatever county... I decide to uh, buy property in West Virginia. I promise you I will never do any of this. As long as I'm alive and mayor, none of this will never happen. Will ever happen. And I'll reduce government departments in the county. We will have the bare minimum, folks, the bare minimum. I mean, maybe a giant sheriff's department so that we could uh, protect ourselves from outside intruders like the uh, state and federal governments. But that's about it goes on to say in the last two years the city has scanned and put into enterprise software systems all of its departments public safety hr finance parks and recreation except for development services planning zoning building code enforcement and permitting this is what iglesias calls the quote last push end quote and it is that last department permitting that may have the most palatable impact on residents yeah because you need permits from your overlords from the prison planet wardens to be able to do anything in these type of cities you want to hang a tomato planter on the porch of your third story prison cell uh you're going to need to get on the app and file a permit for that but don't worry it's quick it's transparent and it's seamless folks The new system for paperless permits should dramatically speed things up at City Hall. Previously, any plans for home or business construction, including something as simple as repainting your home, went the way of paper from one department to the next. Well, how about you just get better employees instead of having your second cousins running the place? Uh, All these uh, government union folks that move at a snail's pace. No, no, no. The AI and the computers will take care of it now because humans are stupid. Well, which, which basically, by my experience at the airport, I'm going to have to uh, join the side of artificial intelligence at this point. No, no, no. I'm just going to move to a place with better humans. Goes on to say, quote, what a beautiful thing to not have to carry paperwork from place to place, end quote, says Iglesias. Quote, the drawings will go to all departments simultaneously and can be reviewed by fire building, uh, code enforcement, etc. End quote. Just as importantly, plans can be viewed online at any time by a homeowner or business. Quote, this is also part of the push for open transparency in government. End quote. Says City Director of Communications, Martha Panton. And she'll come up in some stuff we're looking at as well. So this is the push for transparency in government. The most transparent government they can have, actually, is no government. That actually would be a great one. Um, so anyway, you've got a picture of this guy here. Indian guy with a beard, crossing his arms, T-shirt untucked. I mean, button-up shirt untucked, French cuffs. Innovator Rishi Kapoor. Let's look at this. Reinventing the shared workspace and luxury living. It says, uh, now actually, you know what? I'm going to skip over this. Nah, you know what? Let's look at it. By its very nature, the phenomena, I want you to get a feeling for Coral Gables. So I'm going to be giving you a lot of information on Coral Gables over the next couple of shows. I'm introducing you to the real-life Truman Show. 
So let's meet some of the great people. This is innovator Rishi Kapoor. By its very nature, the phenomenon of shared or co-working space is innovative, providing low cost for startups and flexibility for larger companies. Rishi Kapoor, launching his forum co-workspace during the pandemic, took the concept to the next level. Kapoor's Gables-based firm, Location Ventures, purchased an office building on Alhambra, uh, retrofitting the ground floor with a state-of-the-art co-location center. It then populated the upper floors with business support service firms and marketing, accounting, IT, social media, law, etc. In other words, Kapoor vertically integrated the business model, literally, as well as functionality. Quote, we are trying to innovate what real estate can be for an entrepreneur and using the latest and greatest technology, end quote, says Kapoor, who is also using smart engineering on the residential side. His firm's new Villa Valencia condominium on the edge of downtown, quote, is bringing technology to luxury real estate, end quote. Good, good. Put the rich people in prisons, too. He says with circadian lighting, air purification, and water filtration standard in every unit, likewise, every seat in the Forum Center comes with private, dedicated, secure internet connectivity. Good. Sit down in the seat and get fried by the Wi-Fi. Uh, with video conferencing equipment for the new world of Zoom and free access to video forums to provide mentoring, symposia, and tutorials. Ultimately, says Kapoor, the forum replicates what Coral Gables has to offer, a dense cluster of professional services and resources. Quote, it's a complete business ecosystem here, end quote, he says. Z, you just walk around inside of a computer. That's what Coral Gables is. You're walking around inside of a server tower. That's, that's great. That is great. Okay, it says more than software. The sense of innovation rippling through city government is not limited to high-speed data. It has become a municipal culture, a collective embracing of innovation across the board. Six years ago, the city adopted a sustainability management plan and since then has become a leader in areas like green construction, pollution reduction, water quality control, solar incentives, transportation, and green space. The city's mayor for the last four years, Raul Valdez Fawley was an advocate for sustainability and resiliency, launching an innovation council to advise him on city policies. Current Mayor Vince Lago, a city commissioner for the past eight years, has pushed relentlessly to advance safe environmental practices for the city as well as an alternative transportation and energy. You see, folks, all these guys are on board now. We start looking into these. A lot of these folks are transplants. They go to school for engineering, and then they get installed into the government, and they start enacting the UN's policies, Bank for International Settlements, you know, World Bank, Rockefeller plans. That's all this is, folks, and we'll be dissecting all of this for you. Goes on to say, on the recycling front alone, Coral Gables is a model of cutting-edge practices. The city's hazardous waste collection drives in which residents can dispose of anything from obsolete electronic gear to nauseous chemicals like old paint at City Hall have become popular biannual events, not bisexual events, although they probably do have biannual bisexual events there. I'm just guessing. In case you're interested, you might want to move there. It is near Miami. 
goes on to say, quote, over the past six years, we have collected 290,000 pounds of hazardous waste that would have ended up in trash dump or in our environment, end quote, says the city's senior sustainability analyst, Matt Anderson. You see all these people, they have to have work for government. It's disgusting. There's a big quote here. It says, quote, Coral Gables will be one of the smartest cities in the country with the dumbest people around. No, it doesn't say that. It just says, in the country, when we are finished. Right now, we are the number one smart city under 75,000. I want to be the number one city, period. No caveats, end quote, said Peter Iglesias, city manager. It says, likewise, the city was the first in Miami-Dade County with a prescription drug disposal program, which has collected 1,200 pounds of drugs to date. These are collected and then escorted by the police to be incinerated rather than end up in the water supply, right? The police are probably popping the pills on the way over. It's the only way they could work that horrible job in a city like this. goes on to say, in a similar vein, the city has been experimenting with a variety of ways to reduce pollution in the Coral Gable waterway in february it passed a fertilizer restriction ordinance to reduce nutrients leaching into the waterway it is also now testing filter baskets in the city's storm drains and quote i'm not kidding folk quote smart sponges end quote to capture hydrocarbons from rainwater sloshing off city streets spongebob what is it? Smart SpongeBob SquarePants. I guess it's going to be now. This is another innovator. So they have these featured like innovators in the magazine. This is innovator Sissy Demaria Coney reinventing public relations in a digital world. So she's doing stuff here as well. I'm not going to cover each of these folks. Goes on to say, for Anderson, nothing is more emblematic of the city's sustainability efforts than its 65 electric vehicles. Quote: We have been at the forefront on this since 2016 when we started electrifying our fleet with 12 percent now electric that puts us at the forefront not only in the state but in the country end quote anderson says the city's use of electricity as a cleaner source of energy is meant to encourage residents to follow suit with 23 free charging stations now in the city quote i have received calls from residents who bought electric for their personal vehicles because of what the city is doing including the charging stations end quote he says quote the city likes to lead by example end quote let's ask wide awake jim next time he's on to pull up one of his sources let's see how they're getting the electricity in coral gables are they using natural gas they using coal how they getting that electricity okay and then the city's giving away free charging you know when you charge up your car some of these charging stations they cost you know between 30 and a couple hundred bucks so who's paying for that the taxpayers they've got another couple here innovator monica and rafael garrido the creative solution to wasted food so they're what they're doing because this is a magazine they're um, promoting all these different people that live in the city that are totally down for the smart city concept. When I get back, folks, more on this. I, I've got to walk you through this because this is essentially the uh, PR for the Truman Show. And then I'm going to dissect for you a pamphlet that actually came out from the city itself promoting the smart city. And then we're going to get into some of the really dystopian technology that's behind coral gables and then we're going to look at where coral gables are getting the blueprints from and then we're going to look at ron desantis and his push to turn florida into the first 
smart state. So for those of you that love Ron DeSantis, I told you don't trust any politician. Just exit the system and work on building your own escape because uh, these guys are not good, folks. And then if you go back to President Trump, don't get upset with me, but you know that Jared Kushner, in partnership with Dr. Ben Carson, were really big on pushing the opportunity zones. Those actually became the hubs for creating the smart cities. I mean, this it's all out there. It's public information, folks. And I'm just reporting to you what is real. So don't get upset with me. If you are, take a deep breath. Just behave yourself. I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. My name is Dustin Gold, and this is pain.tv slash gold. All right. It goes in, it says also brick and mortar. If you ask Nelson Gonzalez, the city's assistant IT director, what the most important thing the new public safety building provides which the old headquarters for police, fire, emergency, and IT did not have, he will answer with one word, reliability. Quote, we support all operations from 9-11 to finance, and in this new facility, we have better protection. That means a building designed to withstand Armageddon-strength hurricanes with two massive diesel backup generators, each of which can power the complex during outages so that no systems fail, folks. You can't have the technocratic brain going down now, can you? No. HQ has to stay operational. If the whole city runs on technology, what happens if the power goes out, right? I've said that before. That's the silver lining, that their whole technocratic system breaks if there's no power, if there's no internet. goes on to say, the idea that innovative technology also depends on brick and mortar is a critical leg of Iglesias' plan to take the city into the future. Quote, you have to have the technology, the software, and hardware, but you have to have the infrastructure, the space, end quote, says Inglesias. For this, the city has launched a substantial building program, which really began with the Streetscape project to modernize Miracle Mile. This was followed by the new public safety building, Fire Station Number 2 with a backup communications center and the new trolley building ready to charge tomorrow's fleet of electric vehicles. There's a quote here. It says, we have been at the forefront on this since 2016 when we started electrifying our fleet. With 12% now electric, that puts us at the forefront, not only in the state, but in the country, end quote, says Matt Anderson, the senior sustainability analyst. Goes on to say, still to come are the 427 Biltmore Way building to house the paperless building and permit departments, parking garage number seven, capable of connecting to public safety for disaster parking, fire station number four, and finally the mobility hub 
a visionary replacement for parking garage number one behind the Miracle Theater, ready to handle everything from autonomous vehicles to drones. Yeah, no, don't worry, folks. They have drones flying around. You know what would be a miracle? It'd be a miracle if people actually wanted to live here. And I guess it is a miracle because people do want to live here. This is nuts. I mean, you're living inside of a prison cell. It's, it's insanity. I mean, it's, it's a free-range prison yard, somewhat free-range. goes on to say, with a goal of embedding innovation into private commercial buildings, the city now requires that all future structures larger than 20,000 square feet be built to the lead silver standards, which requires energy and water efficiency, safe materials, indoor environment quality, and other measures of health and sustainability. Quote, a lot of people want to live and work in environmentally friendly and healthy buildings. They are of the utmost importance now more than ever, end quote, says Anderson. Goes on to say, and and wait until you see some of the the tech, folks. I mean, you're going to be blown away. They have a whole um, digital twin of Coral Gables, like an actual like 3D model of it in real time. And they're working in partnership with some uh, big companies. They've got a, a virtual assistant now where if you want to talk to the town, you talk to an AI. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy, folks. This, this is probably so the kings and queens could just sit at home and eat Twinkies while the peasants have to interact with the artificial intelligence. Goes on to say some buildings go beyond lead such as the new Villa Valencia condominium, which regulates the quality of the air, water, and light in each residence. The, yeah, the quality of the air, water, and light. <laughs> they're going to turn off the air conditioning on you is what they're going to do. It says the massive Plaza Ponce de Leon project, now more than half completed, decided to go lead even before the ordinance was passed. Quote, we are building with 40 years in mind, end quote, says Carlos Beckman, the project director for the plaza. Quote, we wanted to be sustainable, end quote. They also have two and a half acres of, quote, green roof, end quote, on the nine-acre site with all buildings constructed three feet above street level in addition to the central gables elevation that is already 16 to 17 feet above sea level in anticipation of sea rise, end quote, or, uh, quote, Brickwell is going to be underwater. We won't, end quote, says Beckman. Okay, so they're building this uh, to escape... um, to escape the sea level rising. Uh, here's another featured guy, innovator Wayne Eldred, uh, reinventing the way business is taught. So they're featuring all these local folks in here. Um, uh, people that are down for the uh, smart, smart city struggle, folks. Goes on to say, and then there are the people. The third part of Iglesias' drive to modernize the city is what he calls operations by which he means the people to operate the new technologies in their new buildings adapting to the future means little if municipal workers are not sufficiently trained or if residents do not embrace a culture of innovation you know what this is called folks technocracy right they're going to bring the scientists and the engineers in to build the city which they've already done and now they're going to run the city and then you're going to see a lot of these guys in charge are actually engineers and scientists goes on to say fortunately the city is aware of its role in providing training and the private sector including its bastions of higher education and business incubation 
are also geared to the task. Even at the UberTech Public Safety Building, Police Chief Ed Hudick puts the training capabilities at the new facility on par with its array of sophisticated gadgetry. This is uh, the police, folks. Quote, from a technology standpoint, the speed with which we are processing information is huge, and the use of non-lethal devices, more advanced tasers, bolo wraps, are moving forward for everybody's safety. But training the officers, especially in how to take down suspects in a safe way, is just as important, end quote, says Hudik. To that end, the new building has special training facilities and programs for dealing with potentially violent encounters with an eye towards state-of-the-art techniques in de-escalation. Why would there be people that would want to be violent in a city like this, folks? They're living in a free-range prison yard. They should be happy about this. Here's another innovator, Luis De La Aguilera. He's the new face of banking, folks. Uh, This should be pretty interesting, but I'm not going to get into that. It says, in the area of education, the University of Miami is on the leading edge of innovative teaching technologies. One effort fueling buzz, extended reality, XR, learning that brings virtual reality and other immersive technology into the classroom. It's a partnership backed by such companies as South Florida Tech Powerhouse Magic Leap, run by a UM grad. We've actually talked about them. I think they were featured at the World Economic Forum. It says, which is uh, sharing its headset technology for use by students. In one XR iteration, students becoming nurse anesthesists are creating an app to help simulate conditions for surgeries and in other students who are becoming architects can manipulate building designs in virtual space folks do you see where the world is going i mean this is this is actually it's um this is not to black pill you but shit this is where the world is going folks goes on to say um university of miami also is expanding experiential learning so students get real life experience for future careers one example the Kane angel network an angel investment program started in april 2020 to help fund ventures started by students faculty staff and others in the u community participants in the network class receive rigorous analysts um training and then evaluate ventures just as they would working in any investment fund and obviously you have to be smart you know have smart tech to be able to get money for this i read a little bit about it goes on to say with big data now ubiquitous university of miami is also out front with one of the country's most powerful supercomputers in 2020 the university launched the institute for data science and computing which aims to add 15 faculty members and boost staff to 30 by 2025 says founding director dr nicholas uh Morris. quote the idea is to create a hub that takes the university's intellectual capital and bring it together with industry. We want to be a leader in research and real-world innovation, end quote, he says. As if, see, they're training all of the prison planet wardens to run the prison planet. This is what's happening. And and this is important, I, I think, bringing this all the way down to, to Coral Gables, this is a micro level, all right? It's a small little city of 75,000 but it's a great place for you to understand how the entire 
Truman Show Network, how this whole apparatus is actually working. It says, on the private sector side, business in Coral Gables is alive with entrepreneurial creativity, reflected by its cluster of shared workspace facilities. More spaces per capita than any other city in Florida, quote. We have a combination of stable, mature companies and young, innovative startups, end quote, says Philippe Haddard, CEO of Pipeline Workspaces of his Gables co-working locale on Merrick Way. Huddard says he chose the Gables location in 2015, partly because of the concentration of businesses in the downtown area and partly because of the city's multinational diversity. Quote, innovation at its core is a diversity of ideas, and if you can't get that here, where can you get it? End quote. Now, folks, just take innovation, and it's synonymous with technology when they're talking about this. All right? So what's, what's happening here, folks, is uh, we are in a culture of technology, uh, of technocracy. I've been saying that to you over and over. And this is part of what happens when you take a bunch of people from a bunch of different places around the world, bring them together. You tell them not to assimilate. They have no shared culture. America has no culture. There is no shared culture in the United States. And the culture now becomes technology. The culture becomes mass consumption. The culture becomes mass production. That's the United States. We're just a giant Amazon trading hub. And that's what they're turning each of these cities into. Just giant Amazon trading hubs. Full of apps and full of smart technology. That's it. That's what life has become. That's the meaning of life at this point. Goes on to say, this fertile multicultural ground helps explain why Business Accelerator Endeavor, the ultra-selective global network for high-impact entrepreneurs, planted its first U.S. office in Coral Gables in 2013. It keeps finding talent in the city, among them Gables-based entrepreneur Otto Othman of the Pinchot restaurant chain, known for its twist on Latin American street food. Now Endeavor has attracted other Gables-based venture and its founder in its prestigious fold, Apprend Institute, an online platform for vocational education in Spanish, led by Martin Clore. And you're going to see also the city is doing online training and technology as well. Goes on to say University of Miami helps spur business in the city too. Some of the clients at Gable's co-working spaces are University of Miami alumni developing ideas they nurtured at the university, says Hodard. The university directly promotes business innovation through uh, through myriad programs, even helping bring University of Miami discoveries to market. Ventures linked to its biomedical research alone have received more than $500 million in follow-on funding in recent years, with some working from the Converge Miami Center near the UM Medical School, says Norma Sue Kenyon, University of Miami's Vice Provost for Innovation. Among successes at Converge this year, HealthSnap, a platform to monitor patients remotely, which garnered $4 million in early stage funding this January, and Longervon, known for cell-based therapies for aging-related conditions, which raised $27 million in February. See, folks, it's just a, it's a giant technocratic transhumanist prison planet city. 
goes on to say, quote, there's not one nucleus for innovation in Miami. There are many pockets across South Florida, but Coral Gables is a gem, end quote, says Melissa Medina, president of Gables-based Emerge Americas, the organization promoting Miami as a tech hub for the Americas. Quote, you have the shared office space, you have the walkable lifestyle, you have some big corporations that are headquartered in Coral Gables. All that together creates an incredible work life and personal life. There's just a ton of opportunity, end quote, she says. And here's another innovator, Melissa Medina, reinventing the tech platform as inclusive. All right, so there's a whole story on her here, which, again, I'm not going to get into that. Um, so we're almost done. Let me finish up this article, and I want to share with you the brochure that comes right out of the Coral Gables government. It's very important because uh, it's going to set the stage for what I need to talk about over the next couple days when we get into the technology that actually runs this Truman Show prison yard. Uh, I think you're going to be, frankly, blown away. I mean, especially to know that one of these is being built in America. Oh, no, I'm sorry, folks. It's not one of these. There's dozens upon dozens of these being built as we speak. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. 